All praises to the Most High. And the Most High only. I'm your host. Brown Sinarabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on calamity. Calamities that we are witnessing unfold each day each week each month and each year in Babylon we are going to take a deep dive into what calamity is and how it affects those who are cursed with it You see, you see, when you look around and you take a look at all of these countries, you take a look at Babylon, because these countries are all in one system, under one net. And I myself live here in America. But those with eyes to see with, ears to hear with, and minds to think with, realize that. The rest of the world is decaying as well, not just America. America just happens to be at the forefront of what you see as a quote-unquote world power. We must understand that there's no saving America. There's no saving the destruction and the decay of the rest of the nations. The judgments are here. Prophecies are underway and upcoming. And a lot more wickedness has yet to be, has yet to be revealed and unfold. You see the most high already instructed us and taught us that when the wicked increase it is for their destruction and their end is near so the righteous are paying attention to the signs to the signs of the times all you really have to do is just sit back and you'll see the level of calamity not just in in the United States but all across the world.
the masses have been cursed. Those who want to prop up Babylon and support Babylon, and of course the wicked elites who are the puppeteers, they're all cursed. We're in the end of days, not the end times. Don't get it twisted with that fake Christian story they tell you that the world is going to end. The world is not going to end. We're in the end of days where the wicked elites who've been on top know that their time is up. That's why everything is speeding up, so to speak. That's why the wickedness is occurring at such rapid rates. Because it, now it is a time of judgments where you're either going to be led to slaughter by your idols or the Most High is going to protect you and guide you in these days. And your main priority, your main task is to remain righteous, to warn your family, your friends, those in your life, hold yourself accountable stay focused and stay prepared do what you can to prepare control what you can control the most high tells us throughout the whole entire torah tanakh that we are to fear nothing that the most high is our salvation and our guide as long as we continue on with the laws the statutes of the commandments so the righteous really are just sitting back it's almost like a movie it really is in my perspective I'm just sitting back watching a horror film unravel before my eyes but I know the ending I know that I'll be safe so right now I'm trying to warn all the other people in this horror film my family my friends those in my life of what's to come what's around that corner where to go where to where to seek refuge so that they, they don't fall victim to this system. And a tall tale sign that somebody has curses on them or is struggling is the calamity that is within their life. All I have to do is take a look at people and I can see the agony, the fear. The confusion, the doubt, the stress, the tension, the worry, the terror in their eyes, in the window to their soul, as well as their actions. It's all tall tale signs. The mask is, you know, an easy way to identify someone, but let's go a little bit further. It's more than just the mask. It's how people are acting and treating each other. How people view their own lives. How people are preparing. Because you have a lot of people right now that want to believe in things returning to normal. And they want to continue to be under the brainwash of predictive programming. And cognitive dissonance. And I don't I don't want to say want to. Some people just don't understand that they are brainwashed. While some people know that there's truth and that they've been lied to, but they refuse to enter onto the narrow path of the righteous because for a lot of people it's just too much. 
I've heard people say that I'm not ready or it's not for me when I've tried to introduce the Torah to them. And, you know, for me, it's I never take it personally because it's not my job to do somebody's work. I'm not the most high. I can't give you wisdom, knowledge and understanding. I'm just doing what I have to do to warn you. So I never take it personally, but it's happened multiple times in my life. And it just lets me know where people are at. I mean, no harm, no foul. You just pray for them. But I can read people very easily these days. I know exactly where they are mentally, physically, and spiritually. Calamity doesn't randomly affect or occur in someone's life without that individual being the main catalyst for the consequences or repercussions that occurred within their life. The Most High doesn't give individuals calamity at random. You know, Christianity is always going to teach that you must struggle here on earth. That you can't have wealth, that you can't have this or abundance. And that you must struggle in order to reap your reward in heaven. In a magical, fantastical location that's made up. It's not a place where you go. Here on this earth is supposed to be our heaven. We're supposed to live a righteous life. And then in turn, we are blessed with abundance. You know how many times the Most High spoke to the people and wished for abundance when he told us to be fruitful and multiply? What do you think the Most High meant? The Most High meant to have children, to be with your family, have an extended family, have a land, have access to your own crops and vegetables that you can grow free of charge without any GMOs, without being manipulated, access to your own clean water that you don't have to pay for. Lands that you're not taxed on, even after buying the house, you gotta, you don't have to pay property tax. Think about how Babylon's set up. They got you out here thinking that you own something, and then you miss a mortgage payment or two, you're out. That's not living. Working 40, 50, 60 plus hours a week, you think that's living? That's living to people, huh? Not even seeing your family. Not even having time for yourself. How can you be there for somebody else if you don't even have time for yourself? You can't even be there for yourself if you don't even know yourself. Because all you've been doing your whole life is following their indoctrination. The minute you come out the womb, you get vaccinated. Changes you. You're brought to doctors your whole life. You're introduced to poor quality GMO foods and sugars and starches and yeast and fats and oils so that you remain sick so you remain attached to their health care scam of a system so that when you're old enough you begin school in kindergarten and you begin to learn about a round spinning globe and dinosaurs and learn that you came from apes 
and learn that you need to live your life a certain way, go down this path once you get older. So you're indoctrinated in school from anywhere between 12 to 15 plus years, depending on if you go to college and get extra degrees. And then what you come out, most the majority of people have debt. I'm not saying everybody has debt. There's a lot of people that have parents that pay for it. But at the end of the day, what real skills do you have when you come out of college? Sure, you can become a nurse or a doctor in the med school, but even then, you're you're being taught to poison the masses. And of course, you know, people don't sign up to willingly be a part of something wicked a lot of us have good intentions especially when we go to school and we pursue that degree we have good intentions we want to help out the world we want to do something big but we've been lied to plain and simple you you cannot sit here and deny that if you're a logical thinking adult if you can use your brain see they want you to think that you only use 10 percent of your brain because they don't want you to think it's as simple as that It's as straightforward as that, is that we've been lied to. So therefore, when you grow older, where is your joy? Where is your peace of mind? Where is your harmony in life? When you're slaving away from the minute you graduate college until what, 60, 65, when you might have just a little bit of crumbs to retire off of, not even enough to pass down to your family. The majority of people don't have anything to pass down or share, don't have anything to show for it. And then what? You die, what, between 65 and 75? Just dead. So you can stop working when you basically are tired and exhausted. Most I never sought for us to live like that. The most I wanted us to be one with nature. The most I already gave us dominion over the animals. That meant to live amongst the animals, amongst nature, take care of them, dwell with them. To go see the world. Go see the beauty of the world. How many of you have seen the beauty of the world? I've been blessed and fortunate enough to see a good portion of different countries and regions and continents and states, but not enough. This was meant for us to share. Not meant for us to fight over. So now you have adults who are basically walking around damaged. With so many burdens in their lives. So much stress. So much fear. So much anxiety. So much tension. So much worry. Imagine. Not even imagine. A lot of us have been in this position. When you're broke. You're basically, you're sick to your stomach when you're broke because all you think about is that. That's all you can think about. It consumes you. Stress will kill you. It eventually erodes away at you. And like I mentioned, the Most High doesn't randomly just give calamity to random people. This isn't Christianity. The Most High is a merciful God. The Most High is a righteous God. The Most High's intentions were for every man and woman to live a life full of peace of mind and enjoy the beauty of this world, plain and simple. From our soul's connection to animals and nature, 
to our time with our family. That's life. The most I intended for man and woman to enjoy our time here on this earth with no stress and to focus on being fruitful and multiplying, to create a lineage. We must remind ourselves that the Supreme Creator, the Most High, doesn't owe anyone anything. The Most High isn't in servitude to man and woman, plain and simple. The Most High doesn't owe any explanations as to why things are the way they are in the creation that the Most High desired. What, are you going to get up at a restaurant and walk into the back in the kitchen and ask the chef why they use these type of seasonings and herbs and why they cooked it this way? How can we question this factor and put ourselves in a position to continually play the victim role? That's all I see is people love to be the victim. That's like the that's like the fallback for everybody nowadays. Anybody in these government created trash systems and groups such as Black Lives Matter, Antifa, QAnon, feminism, LGBTQ, you're you're a victim. You love to play a victim. You love the victim role. And you have no peace in your life. You have no identity. You don't know yourself, nor do you know the Most High. Plain and simple. The Most High instructed us to follow and obey the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. Not because the Most High is random and is a control freak. But because the Most High knows which path in life is best for us. And which path in life will destroy us. I can just look around and I can just see people deteriorating and destroying themselves just by their decisions, just by their mindsets, just by their refusal to seek the most high. A lot of people just refuse out of straight stubbornness. They think they really think that their life is going to change so much that they can't even enjoy any part of life because Christianity's got you out here thinking that if you look at a woman as a man, that you're wrong. They call it lust. Yeah, sure, lust is a thing. It's real. But they have it out here tricking you. Tricking young men and adults into thinking that, oh, since you have testosterone and you naturally want to have babies, it's wrong for you to look at a woman. You must wait until you're legally married and you created a covenant with the government to have a wife. That that's the only way that it's righteous to live with the woman is for her to have a ring for you and her to go through these pagan rituals. That's the only way. See, all these paths are just meant to confuse and destroy people. Righteous men and women have noticed that with the increased level of wickedness and wicked people, there's also an increase in calamity and destruction. There's not one without the other. You cannot skip out on having calamity if you decide to do wicked things and live a wicked life. You're gonna you're gonna reap what you sow. You made your own bed. 
there's no escaping the judgments of the Most High because the Most High sees everything. The Most High knows our inner desires, thoughts, and transgressions. The Most High knows when we are acting wickedly. And at first, the Most High will warn us about our wicked action. Whether through conflicting emotions or feelings, which many of us regard to as our gut feeling or gut instinct. That's the most high. I'm so I'm at a point where I'm becoming so much more in tune with myself that, you know, I'm always focused on thinking about things before I say them and doing them. Even to the point when I'm about to say something or do something, I can get that gut instinct. If, it, if there's something that feels conflicted in me, I know that it's not right for me. And it's up to me to make the right decision so that I can avoid calamity, I can avoid chastisement, I can avoid punishment. Ultimately, many of us are able to recognize this gut feeling or gut instinct and then immediately look at ourselves in the mirror and correct our behavior before it's too late. You know, the righteous men and women of the Most High, that's one thing that we have to work out, work on by, for ourselves, is recognizing when the Most High has given you a sign. Once it's too late and you don't learn from your mistake or mistakes, the Most High will then punish you. And the severity, of course, depends on how wicked your actions were and how many times you continue to partake in these actions. You know, it's one thing to not know. When you know better, you do better. But if you know something and you continue to do it over and over and over, and then you come to the Most High each and every single time and you just ask for forgiveness or repentance, the Most High is going to look at you sideways. You're testing the Most High. We already know the Most High is slow to anger, but why even bring the anger and wrath out of the Most High? Why test the Most High? Why, why play with fire? Why do we have to constantly learn by burning our hands on the stove to know that it's hot? When we've already been warned that it's hot. I myself have been guilty of this many times in my life. I'm still learning at the young age of 31. I'm still learning about life, about myself. But I have the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from the Most High to recognize the areas that I need to improve upon and how I need to maneuver through Babylon in these times ahead. And yes, it is maneuvering because you do have to maneuver through Babylon. It takes grit. It takes discernment. It takes vision and it takes wisdom, knowledge and understanding to maneuver through what we have in front of us, through this society, through this world, through how everything's set up and what's ahead. What I've noticed throughout my life is how people will continue to partake in the same actions over and over throughout their life and wonder why they are conflicted and have calamity in their lives. You know, these people could be doing the same thing that in their 30s that they're doing in their 20s or in their teens. 
same wicked actions. And many of these people will instantly disregard any hand they had and why their life is where it is. And then they'll immediately play the, the blame game. They'll finger point and ultimately take upon the victim stance. I've seen it time and time again. I can confidently speak on this aspect in people because I too have lived my life this way. In my past, I've had to clean things up very much so. I've used the blame game. I've finger pointed. And I've taken upon the why did this happen to me? Under the guise of the victim stance. I've used it, all of them, many times in my life. Because what I was doing was living wickedly. So that's why I had so much calamity and I was running from it. When I lived my life this this way, I refused to hold myself accountable as a man. And I refused to take a hard look in the mirror and realize my wicked actions that created wicked consequences for me. Plain and simple. I was reaping what I was sowing. I made my bed. The older I get and the more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that I receive from the Most High, the more obvious how things work. The Most High doesn't wish for us to have calamity or to be conflicted. In fact, it's, it's the exact opposite. The Most High wants us to be happy and wants to have a relationship with us. We are all unique individuals. There are no two exact individuals, man or woman, regardless of whether they're twins or not, no one is made the same. Therefore, each person has the God-given right to seek to live a righteous life full of peace of mind, prosperity, and protection from the Most High. That is your right. However, the choice is 100% up to that individual. When you become an adult, it's a new game. You're no longer innocent in the eyes of the Most High because that's why you have childhood. Childhood is just meant to enjoy the time you have in innocence. That's what children are. Children are innocent, man. Children are learning and growing and are sponges. And that's why you always hear adults saying you can learn so much from children because it's true. A child is honest. A child is pure in the eyes of the Most High. The child is innocent. The child is just about themselves because they're growing. They don't see anything in the world outside of themselves. The child is focused on themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that because they're developing themselves. But when you become an adult, you have all that experience. And if you know, you're know you in a fortunate and blessed situation where you had parents that raised you well, you've already learned from your mistakes. You've already learned why there's consequences and repercussions in life. That if you do this, this is what will end up happening. That if you do it this way, this is what amazing things will end up happening. It's it's common sense.
the Most High gave all of us free will in our lives. Ultimately, we can decide to live for this world, which means to live for Babylon and chase the, gr the glitz and glamour of a wicked system. Or we can decide to live our lives to please the Most High by living by the laws, the statutes, and the commandments, which ultimately brings us that peace of mind, prosperity, and protection that each and every single one of us yearns for every day. The Most High is the only one who can bless you with these aspects in life. The Most High is the only one who can bless you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in life. There's no way to receive peace of mind outside of the Most High. That's why you look at these celebs and you look at these basically crisis actors, they're all the same. Celebs are crisis actors to me in a lot of sense because they're acting, they're playing a the part, they're trying to just to confuse you and distract you from moving back to the Most High. Have you focused on wealth and riches and popularity and power and this and that? These people hate their lives. These people have no lives, they have no control. They have no connection to the Most High. Why do you think they get greedier and greedier and greedier? Why do you think they live wickedly and wickedly and wickedly? Why, why do you think that? It's because they're empty vessels. They're void of any peace of mind. So anyone who has riches or wealth and brags about it, that person hates their lives. That person has no peace. That person does not know themselves. That person has no relationship with the Most High. And all they have is calamity. The Most High already instructed and taught us that there's no peace for the wicked. Plain and simple. Since beginning my walk on the narrow path of the righteous, my life has changed and become renewed. I've grown as a man in every aspect of my life in areas that I never could have imagined or fathomed. And when you begin to live by the laws, the statutes, the commandments, you become a new person, a new man, a new woman. It's not really a feeling that you can fully explain to somebody in words. Words don't do it justice. Each and every single one of us has a unique walk with the Most High. So some of us have different inclinations on it. Some of us have different perspectives on their own walk. But ultimately, we can all come together and and acknowledge, recognize, and agree on that we have peace of mind. Of course, we go through day-to-day -day situations, setbacks, hurdles, but nothing for us to get to the point where we give up, where we want to end it, where we want to throw in the towel, or we feel like there's no hope. All of which are mindsets by the majority of the masses, especially those who forsake the Most High, who blatantly 
and boastfully and arrogantly forsake the Most High and even mock the Most High. The things of the past that I used to yearn for and would get stressed over are no longer there in my life. They're all but a distant memory. I'm not worried about the riches and glitz and glamour of Babylon. You know, coming out of college, they say you got to get a good career, make good money, this and that, then you'll be happy. You find a wife, you get married, da-da-da-da-da. You know, it all sounds great on paper. It all makes sense on paper when you're living by the way a man tells you to live by somebody else that you don't know, tells you to live a certain way. But then when you come up out of it, I don't care who you are, you start to realize that this is bogus. Like, living this way is bogus. Getting up out of college, having debt, getting your first job, you know, depending on how much you get, you start with. Most people are in debt and most people are living paycheck to paycheck, just like they were in high school and college, if they had a job. Because most people had to support themselves all the way through. That's how I had to. I mean, of course, my parents worked hard and worked their, to the bones to provide me and my brother with a place to live in a safe and secure place in Minnesota. I didn't grow up in the hood. I didn't grow up in the projects. And I'm not ashamed of that. My parents moved me up out of the hood. They moved me up out of the project so that I didn't have to face those hurdles and those challenges. My parents both came from the gutter. My dad came from the slums of Nigeria. I'm talking about slums. My mom came from the inner city hood of Chicago. My mom's lost family members due to gun violence. My mom's had family members go to prison. Spent significant amount of time in prison. So I've seen, I know the spectrum. And even when I was raised differently, I always yearned and always wanted best for my people, for my family. And so that did motivate me to want to, you know, make good money, come out of college. And then when I came out, I just knew that why am I not fulfilled? Why am I not happy? I thought this job was going to make me happy. I thought this career is going to make me happy. I thought this environment, the older and older I got, the more and more I wanted to get away from the system and I wanted to get away from people. I, I can't, I don't enjoy it. And Babylon will have you controlled and brainwashed because they give you idols. That's why the second commandment is so important, the prohibition of idolatry. And idolatry comes in any form. Anything that you put before the Most High is idol worship. It could be a celebrity, it could be an actor, it could be a musician, it could be... A, it could be the government, a politician, a scientist, a way of thinking, anything, another God, anything that you put before the Most High is idol worship. So why do you think Babylon's full of so many idols? Why do you think social media is so popular? Why do you think reality TV is so popular? Because they want to brainwash the masses into believing that this is what life is meant to be. That if you don't have a bunch of money, you don't have a bunch of chicks, you don't sleep around, you don't whore around, 
you don't become promiscuous that you're not worth anything that your value is tied to your status in babylon think about that you have numerous countless millions of people thinking this way that they are something because they have money and these are the saddest people. These are the most wicked people. These are the people that will do anything to break each other down. They'll break the ninth commandment and bear false witness. They'll gossip. They'll slander somebody. They'll try to destroy somebody and they'll be proud of it. They'll arrogantly boast about it. Why do you think the Most High called man arrogant and he is going to bring the arrogance low and humble man and bring the haughtiness low? The Most High already tell, told us what is going to happen and what is already occurring. Look at all the people falling from grace left and right. Just because that's because the Most High is bringing them low. So the, right now in my life, knowing what I know in my life, it's allowed me to never want or desire to argue, to debate, to convince, to convert, to persuade anyone to be living a life pleasing to the Most High. All I do is warn you. I give you the information just like I was blessed with the information, then it's up to you to go with it. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you insult me. I'm not going to even engage with you because I know you have calamity. I know that deep down you hate yourself and you're wicked. I know that. So why even give you my energy? I'm focused on keeping my peace of mind, prosperity and protection from the most high. I'm preoccupied and preoccupying the laws, the statutes, and the commandments so that I will remain living a righteous life and will continue to receive the bless blessings and gifts of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's all I'm focused on, which is exactly what they are. Gifts, they're blessings. Peace of mind, prosperity, protection, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding are all blessings and gifts of life. Ultimately, they are blessings that money cannot buy. I mean, think about all these idols, these actors, these entertainers, these musicians. Their own system turned on them. Babylon turned on them, has the majority of them sitting at home. Can't tour, can't make money, can't drop an album. Can't go to a, a movie set and, and put a movie out because the movie theaters are closed. Can't make that money that, that, that defines them as men and women. That defines them and is their identity. That's the reality for these idols. They have nothing. Their own wicked elites have turned on them. Those who love Babylon and forsake the Most High can only focus on feeding their fleshly needs. That's all they care about. They can only focus on the riches of Babylon and the attention that comes with it. That's all they have. Not realizing that what they're chasing and preoccupying is bringing them calamity and ultimately destruction. The majority of the masses have been cursed with calamity. We were already warned about this in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 28. Which happens to be one of my personal favorite verses from the book of Isaiah. And one of my personal favorite verses in the entire Torah to knock because it's so straightforward. It's so honest, detailed, right to the point. It paints a perfect picture of where we are 
in Babylon in today's world systems. Once you realize the difference in living your life for Babylon versus living a righteous life for the Most High, you quickly realize that what you were promised in Babylon creates an empty feeling because there's no, there's major voids that cannot be filled because you don't have a relationship with the Most High, plain and simple. No materialistic item, no amount of riches, no amount of sexual gratification, and no amount of pleasing your flesh will ever make you happy. I see it time and time again. I've been in corporate going on 10 years. So I see it. I see it all around me. I see it in celebrities and idols. Sure, you may have momentary happiness, but ultimately you'll fall victim to your flesh and will continue to chase those momentary feelings for the remainder of your life. Some people are so poor that all they have is money. I'm going to say it again. Some people are so poor that all they have is money. We've heard this phrase used so many times. But when you have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, then this phrase resonates with you because you know that it is entirely true. Especially when you are aware of Babylon falling, you're aware of them printing money and how it has no value. You're aware that they're going to move away from the fiat system over to cryptocurrency, money that you can't even touch. You already know that none of this is worth anything. And Babylon's falling, so you're already steps ahead when you know that. So imagine trading in a relationship with the Most High. A life full of peace of mind, prosperity, and protection. In order to trade it in for Babylon. Imagine. When you know Babylon is a life full of calamity, deception, and your eventual destruction. A life where you are stressed out daily. And are chasing after everything everyone else is chasing. When you live this way, you begin to lose your identity and you no longer are in touch with yourself when you're chasing Babylon. You don't truly know yourself. You don't know what makes you happy. You don't you don't know anything. When you're chasing after momentary happiness. You're an empty shell. An empty vessel just drifting throughout life. I've been around the poor and the destitute. I've been around the rich, powerful, and the wealthy. Throughout my life. The one thing that always resonates with me is that no matter what side of the coin in Babylon you fall on, rich or poor... If you do not have a relationship with the Most High, then you are not living to your potential 
and you have many voids you're trying to continually cover up in your life. Especially in terms of constantly preoccupying yourself with materialism in hopes of erasing your calamity. I mean, that's all you're going to do. You're going to continue to scratch at happiness. You're going to continue to search for it the whole entire life, right when it was there for you the whole time. You're too preoccupied. You're too stubborn to seek the Most High. Many people are too wicked to seek the Most High. They they think that you know it's too late for them to repent, to get back to the Most High. When that is a lie. I mean, depending on what you've done, you know, if you're part of these bloodlines, you're a wicked elite, then that's probably the case. But I'm saying for everyday normal people. I have a theory on that and I have personal feelings that most people just give up because they're too afraid to look in the mirror and they're too afraid to change because they think it's too late. So, oh, well, it's too late. Why even think that the most high is real? Why should I even even try to live my life that way? That's not real. They'll give you acronyms such as YOLO. You you only live once, which gives you the excuse to be a, a pile of shit, to be a terrible, wicked person. gives you the excuse not to put in the work, not to live by the laws, the statutes, the commandments. And it gives you the excuse to try to seek money and make money by any means necessary, no matter who you harm in the way. No matter how much destruction your decisions bring. So I can identify that. I'm at a point in my life where I can identify that. Where I can just see people faking it. I'm telling you, faking it. Faking that they're happy. Faking that they got it together. Then you add this pandemic onto it, man. I'm telling you, people have calamity right now. People are falling apart right now. And most people don't even look at the numbers because they're not reported. They don't look and research because they don't know what's going on around them. I mean, arrogance and pride are two large aspects that destroy you. We already know from Proverbs that pride precedes destruction. Pride comes before your destruction. We already know that. So I see it constantly. We're at such a wicked point that you can't even mention the Most High without people trying to combat it, trying to call you silly, trying to say, oh, you believe in make-believe. And those type of people, I don't I don't argue with them. I don't try to convince or convert or debate them or persuade them. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a part of a religion. I, I'm not trying to save your soul out of my own pride. I just warn you, if, if you're against the most high, I have nothing to do with you. I won't even I won't even go back and forth with you. I don't play tennis. I let people like that be. I keep people like that arm's length because it's so wicked out here that people will denounce the most high they will openly forsake the most high and then they'll mock you for having principle for having something to stand on as a man they'll mock you because they themselves are little they're small they're cowards deep down they hate themselves and that's facts because if you were confident in your stance in life and your principles you wouldn't need to go attack somebody 
you wouldn't need to go try to argue, convert, convince, debate, persuade, or bring somebody lower to your level. You wouldn't need to do that You're because you're not preoccupied with wickedness. And that's one thing I've started to really recognize in people is I can just I can just tell from your actions or your words where you are in life as far as the level of wisdom, knowledge and understanding you have or peace of mind or prosperity or protection that you have. And it's become easier and easier to identify. It really has. And don't get me wrong, I've been in this in the shoes before. I've been in this kind of lifestyle before. I've been in those same the same boat with other people in terms of being stressed out and in terms of having calamity, in terms of living wickedly, trying to bring other people low, trying to argue, convert, convince, debate, persuade. I've been there before. Trying to be in competition with somebody over printed money. You you see how low that is? How that there's nothing to your life. I already know you don't have a great life when you're like that. So I don't even deal with people like that. I really don't. I don't even mind them. Their words don't do anything to me. They don't harm me. They don't even get me upset. I don't get upset like I used to. I don't even have anger. See, the righteous, we use wrath when it's needed. If somebody comes up against you or your family, tries to harm you, of course your wrath is going to come out and you're going to destroy them. But anger, jealousy, resentment, that, that stuff is becomes distant. It becomes a thing of the past. You don't even You don't even have the time to worry about what the next person's doing because you're so preoccupied in your own life, getting right and living righteous. The righteous don't compare themselves or look at other people and get envious. The righteous are in love with themselves, have love for themselves, have respect for themselves, love the Most High, and are thankful for the blessings that they have in their life. That's the difference. While the wicked, the ones that are chasing after Babylon, have identity crisis. They don't know who they are. They have to compare themselves. They have to gossip. They have to bear false witness. They have to slander so that they feel lifted up. So what is the definition of calamity? An event causing great and often sudden damage or distress. A disaster. A state of deep distress or misery caused by major misfortune or loss. So we can look at the definitions of calamity in so many ways. An event in your life can be a loss of income. It could be a loss of a family member. It could be a disease or an illness. It could be constant stress, being broke. It could be any of these things. 
something that could just suddenly happen to you because the most high can do anything to you in a second if we look at a state of deep distress well we know that distress are setbacks it's it's stress it's tension it's worry it's terror it's depression it's emotions it's feelings so if somebody's in distress or misery it can be constant they may not even know in most cases they don't even know where it's coming from why do you think you have so many people running to go get antidepressants why do you think you have so many people choking them down like they're skittles Why do you think you have so many people that have to get drunk on a daily basis? Or on a weekly, every weekend, have to get drunk just to forget the previous week? Why do you think you have so many people obsessed with drugs, still doing drugs? It's escapism. You want to escape your reality. What's the definition of escapism? The tendency to seek distraction and relief from unpleasant realities, especially by seeking entertainment or engaging in fantasy. Think of all the distractions we have in Babylon. That's why we were given the commandment, the commandments. That's why when you look at the second commandment, the prohibition of idolatry, those are distractions. That's entertainment and engaging in fantasy, following things that are not. Escapism comes in many forms and it is tied to calamity. That's just that's just what happens when you have calamity or you you fall into escapism you want to get out of your own reality it made me understand why people why people play video games into their 30s 40s 50s I'm not saying you can't play video games if you righteous people play them but what i'm saying is when you spend the majority of your time you're not even productive you're not even reading the word of the most high you're just trying to escape Escapism is alcohol and drugs. Escapism is promiscuity when you're sleeping around, when you just want to have a rush or a feeling. But you have no idea that you're creating all these soul ties and you're destroying yourself. That you have no idea when you're, when you're using alcohol and drugs that you're breaking your body down. You're destroying your temple, you're defiling yourself. You know, we're at a point where there's such a huge level of delusional psychosis of the idol worshippers in Babylon. Escapism leads to this. Idol worship leads to it. And it's huge. It's growing. It's rapidly increasing. And what's the definition of this? A type of serious mental illness in which a person cannot tell what is real from what is imagined. 
The main feature of this disorder is the presence of delusions, which are unshakable beliefs in something untrue. That you will receive happiness in Babylon if you chase wealth. And once you obtain a certain amount of wealth, you'll be happy. And you'll peace of mind. That's untrue. Completely untrue. And people are going to tell you, oh, you just, you know, those who say that just have never had money. So they don't, they, you, how can they say money doesn't make them happy? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, yes, money makes things easier in Babylon, but money itself is not money, is not happiness. Those who are content and have peace of mind and have money have the most high. The most high never told you that you can't have wealth or have things. The most high gave you abundance. What do you think? King, how do you think King Solomon lived? What I'm saying is if that's your only preoccupation in life and you believe that, that's untrue. That's delusional psychosis. I mean, look how it's broken down. You have the pandemic folly. You have people scared to death, masking up, practicing social distancing, allowing and going ahead with lockdowns all over something that's untrue. Tell me how that's not delusional psychosis. I mean, look at the fake division that they give you. Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, QAnon, Antifa, LGBTQ, feminism, all things that go from the victim mentality and that have no merit to them. They're untrue. They're just rebellion against the Most High. Every single one of those groups is wicked and in rebellion against the Most High. And no, the Most High does not love everyone. The Most High does not love homosexuals. In fact, that is actually an abomination in the eyes of the Most High. You, you can't tell me otherwise. What, because the Pope told you that? The Pope said the Pope is lying to you and saying that's okay? So you're just going to ignore the Leviticus law of, cha of Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13. It's untrue. All of those things are wicked. I mean, look at this fake election process and the foolish idea that a man can save you and your entire country. Really? When that same pedophile has been ushered in and is already making it illegal for people to travel or even come to the United Snakes of America. Right away, this man's already showing his true colors. I mean, he already showed his true colors right away. You have no business voting, by the way. If you're righteous, you know there's no reason to vote in this system. But what I'm saying is the people that believe in the system. That one person can save you and one person has the God-given right to rule over you. Are you serious? Somebody who has no law, statutes, or commandments, that has no righteousness. That's who you're going to trust with your life, with your family's life, with your friends, with your, your, your children, with your future lineage. See, these are the calamities that the masses deserve. These are the calamities that our forefathers deserve because we continue to rebel against the Most High. Plain and simple. I mean, look at the, the mental effects of the last year and this whole pandemic and this whole election process. People are warped. They have 
such heavy delusional psychosis. I mean, look at how we're treating one another and the level of division and distraction in Babylon. The judgments of the Most High are here and the prophecies are unfolding. There's no escaping it. As of late, I'm able to recognize where people are, especially the ones closest to me, just from the conversations that I have with my family. You know, my entire family, unfortunately, is completely brainwashed and honed in into Babylon. My entire family believes in the lie of Babylon and believes in the notion of the American dream and that this is what life is supposed to be. Living to work and working to live. To listen to the news, to listen to their politicians. My whole family's in on it. They're, they are completely warped in. Yet, my whole family is entirely scared to death. Especially of this pandemic, this fake virus. It's like the logic just completely went out the roof with my family. Where over the last couple months, I've seen their logic continue to deteriorate. In the delusional psychosis and continue to increase. I've had my own family member tell me to not be like Trump when I refuse to wear a mask, to go into a, a, a store with them. I've had my own family try to push the mask on me multiple times and just tell me it's just a mask. Push, trying to push wickedness and idolatry onto me and getting upset when I don't go along with them. I've had my own family claim that the mask doesn't cut off oxygen levels when that is not true, when there's been numerous doctors and neurologists that say otherwise. But those doctors and neurologists are being si silenced, and my own family doesn't even do their own outside research to look into what's what. They'd rather ignore common sense and logic and go with what people tell them. And that's the level that we're at right now. That's when I know that there is calamity, just by the actions and words of my family, the people closest to me. I've even had my own family member call me and ask if I could start wearing a mask around them. And to be honest, that was one of the, the last straws for me. That was one of the most eye-opening moments for me to know how far gone somebody in my life is, somebody that I love, somebody that I've known since I was a child, how far gone and how deteriorated they are and how scared they are of life, 
how much tension, stress, worry, anxiety, agony, fear, delusion that they have and they're affected with. And at this point, my entire family is looking at me as an outcast because I refuse to be scared just like they are. I refuse to partake in Babylon. I refuse to partake in this pandemic. I've even had my own family member admit to me that they quote unquote don't look at things that way in terms of studying the Torah and scripture in reference to me warning this family member against the vaccine, against the people who are in charge of the vaccine. We already know from Ezekiel 30, 12, chapter 30, verse 12, that the hand, the land was given into the hands of the wicked. I can use scripture and give it to my family, yet they ignore it. My own family member said, well, I don't look at things that way. And this was a family member who's taught me my whole life about God and all of this and that. Even though they're deceived through Christianity, they at least always wanted me to know God and to try to live for something. And my own family member says, I don't look at things that way. And I just was like, are you serious? So you don't include the most high in your everyday decision-making and thought process. So you put idols before the most high people that you don't even know are more important to you than the most high. Because this person wants to go take a vaccine and they don't want to listen to their own family member warning them out of love. They'd rather listen to somebody else who they don't know, who doesn't know them, who's proven time and time again not to give a shit about them. That's where we are with the calamities, with the overall level of calamity in Babylon, in this world. I've seen it with my conversations with friends. Just in the last few months, it's been so eye-opening to me. One of my closest friends admitting that they were legit, legitimately depressed for two plus weeks. And this was shortly after having their own, for the new firstborn. Having their own child come into this world. And this person is depressed. This is supposed to be a time in your life full of happiness. Full of joy, full of excitement, something that you can share with your own family, your own friends with the Most High and thank the Most High for this gift. But this person called, let me know that they were depressed. And, you know, of course, I'm going to pray for my friends. Of course, I'm not going to go talk about them or spread their information. What you tell me is what you tell me is between me and you. I don't gossip about other people's situations because I know people are going through the calamities. I had another close friend who's going through a possible divorce situation and their own father being hit with a disease and illness and prostate cancer and being diagnosed with the fake COVID virus. And I, we already know, you know, the righteous already know that prostate cancer and any type of cancer is all 100% from lifestyle choices. Why do you think that we have the book of Leviticus and dietary laws? Not everything is meant to be eaten or consumed. We've already taught that. And I see this friend, the just the amount of calamity and stress that they're under all the time. That that person gravitates towards numbing themselves to forget. It's no knock on them. I'm not 
talking down on this person. In fact, I pray for the person. I'm there for the person. But these are just things that Most High is showing me. And these are situations in which I know that when you don't have the Most High, when you don't walk with the Most High, when you don't obey the laws, the statutes, the commandments, you're not going to ever have peace of mind. And you're going to always have situations like these pop up seemingly out of nowhere. And once one thing ends, another thing begins. You know, recently I was with a group of friends. I just outright asked somebody because they made a career choice, a career switch. You know, how are you enjoying, you know, the new career? And they outrightly admitted that they hated it. Just flat, flat out. And we laughed because of the person's openness and honesty and how bold they are with the response. We laughed. And this person, ironically, even has reached out to me and has asked about the Torah Tanakh, asked questions about it, was curious, is is intrigued, because they know deep down that the way they are living, the way that the system in Babylon has been set up is wicked and is not right. We're not meant to live, to work to live and to live to work. We're not meant to just be paying for, paying for lands that were stolen from us and food that's poison and water that's poison. This person has the mindset and the logic to see these things and the rationale. So I pray for that homie of mine, so that they can find their way. But again, I can't do the work for these people. All I can do is warn them and pray for them, and that's all I'll continue to do. But it just shows me, the Most High shows me in many different ways. I've even had a, mo a friend admitting that they were down on their luck. You know, oftentimes disappearing for months. You know, it's one thing to be low-key and focus on yourself. That's really what I've been doing. Studying my Torah Tanakh, finishing it, starting it over so that I have the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to continue to live righteous. I have the ability to continue to share episodes of the podcast because the most high blesses me and puts it on my spirit to do so so i have to put in the work i have to separate myself i have to prepare for the fall of babylon i can't just sit idle but a lot of friends will just disappear for months because they're going through they're going through turmoil they're going through calamity they're depressed you know one of my closest friends who have lost contact with went through very dark days and their weight spiraled downhill. And I haven't spoken to them or seen them in about a year and a half, two years. And this person, even before I was all the way into the Torah and understood it the way that I do now, the person always talked down and always was against just the idea and reality of God. They always mocked. They always made fun of it. And now I see why they're in the position that they're in. I Now I understand why they went through what they went through. Because the Most High cursed them. You know, many of my friends continually distracting themselves with sports, politics, music, liquor, drugs, women. So that they don't have to focus on the void in their life. That's a form of escapism. And I'm in my early 30s. These are things that you should have, we should have got out of our system a decade ago. If not longer. And one thing that really confirms for me that I'm on the right track is that my friends, many of my friends are noticing and continually 
seeing the light that I am blessed with because I'm not going through any of these issues that they are going through. So a lot of people gravitate towards me. You know, they'll call me, they'll reach out to me. I had a friend who said, man, I love you, man. Like, told me, I love you, bro. Like, you are... He's like, I, I, I admire how you are unapologetically you, and I can tell that you're on your purpose. I can tell you're on the right track, and you know who you are as a man. This person said this to me. He's like, I may not understand most anything that you're talking about the most high, anything that you're teaching, but I know that what you're doing is right and what you're doing is for you. And I respect that. So this is what the person said to me. And it just kind of took me aback. It was, it was, it's nice to receive your flowers or your roses or what do you want to say when you, when you're here, it's nice to receive them now. And it's not to big myself up. It's just, it just is confirmation from the most high that I'm on the right path. And it feels good to know that because I had to show my friends. I had to be the one to show my family. I had to be the one to put the hard work in because who's going to put the hard work in? Not many people are blessed with having somebody come into their life that has light, that has the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the Most High, because we have it so far and few between in this world. You know, the other, just recently, close friends and I from, you know, all the way back from like middle school, junior high, we all got together and we were all hanging out. And of course, you know, the, the topic of the pandemic and COVID, all this stuff came up lockdowns all that stuff businesses and my friends were outright shocked about me admitting that i know covid is fake and i refuse my refusal to partake in the bullshit or wear a mask and my buddy like freaked out he's like what you don't wear a mask and like i thought he was about to turn like you know try to mock me or make fun of me or say what i was doing was wrong and he actually admitted to me that hey man you're i really respect that you're you're definitely a man for that for standing up on your principles especially because they know people know things are fishy people know deep down that something's wrong and he even admitted yeah something's off about this i just wear it because you know i don't want to make things uncomfortable and i reminded him i'm like yeah i, I see where you're coming from but that's not going to do anything that's that's being a part of the issue that's complying The most I already let us know that if you agree with wickedness, you yourself are wicked. If you make an excuse for it, then you're losing your righteousness. So I have no dealings or no business agreeing with anything that Babylon's given me, any of these pandemics or any of these psyops. It would be a curse upon me to agree with them or just to play along if I knew the truth. Because that's not really, that's not genuine. How can you call yourself a man of the most high or a woman of the most high and be righteous when you're when you have one foot in, one foot out. It's either all or nothing with the most high. And you know, my friends are amazed by my principles and even asked, hey, are you a prophet? Are you this? I'm like, I'm not a prophet, man. Like I literally started laughing. Because the videos that I was showing them and the truth that I was showing them it just it was just clicked. People need this light. People need to be warned. They need to be able to make their own conscientious decision on which path to walk. Babylon's not going to tell you about the Most High. They're not going to be like, oh, follow us or follow the Most High. They're not going to even mention the Most High. They're going to pervert the word of the Most High. They're going to create deceit and confusion and lies and treachery and tyranny. 
and they're going to say it's good. They're going to dress it up and try to make it look nice. That's Babylon for you. I even had a friend of mine admitting that they listen to the Narrow Path of the Righteous podcast and they're enjoying it. Said I was doing a great job and I had no idea that this person listened to it. This is a person who doesn't even who doesn't even necessarily outright believe in the most high. They believe in like energy and creation, you know, whatever that means. But this person knows that I'm at a point where I'm not trying to argue, convert, convince, debate, or persuade them. I'm just warning them. The stance that I've taken versus the stance that I used to be on is so much different. It's night and day because I will respect you by listening to what you say. I'll let you have the floor. I'll let you get it off your chest. I'll even empathize with you, but then I'll tell you this is why you're wrong. And this is why you should change because this, this, and this is going to happen. And this, this, and this. I haven't missed when it comes to my friends. Last summer, we had the same meetup. And this is right around the time of the George Floyd. This is right around the time of, you know, coronavirus just kind of disappearing. They thought the things would get back to normal. And I was like, are you serious? Are you guys out of your mind? The things are it's just starting. Flash forward six, seven months. And now they're looking at me totally different. My friend, even back then, he reached out asking about the Torah. Even back then was like, hey, man, what do you know? Because he, he knows. He looks at me. He knows that I know something. I know the truth. So I'm like, hey, man, you just need to get back to the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. Otherwise, you're going to die. And I will flat out tell people that. I'll tell it to my, my family. Tell it to friends. Because I care about them. Why would I not tell you the truth? I don't make this podcast. I don't make these episodes to big myself up. The... the, the, the the whole notion, the whole subject of the Most High is not a popular notion in Babylon. I could be talking about just celebrity gossip right now and trash and feeding people trash. Oh, Bitcoin, get this, get this, make money in Babylon, chase stocks, chase wealth. And then I could have 10 times, 100 times the amount of people who view. But the amount of people that I see increase on the podcast shows me that I'm on the right path, that people are seeking the Most High. It's not about exalting myself. I wouldn't have any of this material if it wasn't for the experiences and the and the chastisement and the punishment and the life lessons that I received on my own narrow path to the righteous walk with the Most High. I wouldn't be able to talk about this if I didn't have a relationship with the Most High. I wouldn't even have insight to be able to give people a way to look at things differently, to look at things logically through the lens of righteousness. I wouldn't be able to share. I wouldn't have the Torah Tanakh. I wouldn't have the Law, Statutes, and Commandments. I wouldn't know about the Sabbath. I wouldn't know about any of these things without the Most High directing my steps. I even had a close friend after having a a conversation with them a few months ago. The next day, I thought this person was mad at me because I flat out told them COVID was fake, government was fake, all this stuff. The person got adamantly mad at me. It was like screaming at me. Come to find out, the person went and bought a Torah. <laughs> I'm just like, I just always give all thanks and praise to the Most High. I always give all thanks and praise to the Most High. I even woke up to a text from a friend. And this is after us meeting up. He said, I am enjoying episode 16. A lot of stuff you talk about aligns with my perspective on life, but I'm stuck in this monotonous cycle of working towards the future based on wealth and status. It's not rewarding. That's what the person said to me. That's calamity. That's that's stress. That's tension. That's lack of relationship with the Most High. 
person went on to ask me, is the Torah the Old Testament? I'd like to know how the Torah helps us anticipate the future better. Just like, I was blown away, man. I was like, are you serious right now? Like, all praises to the Most High, man, in every aspect of life for me. <laughs> like, all praises to the Most High. I'm just humbled by situations like that. I'm just thankful for situations like that occurring in my life. If I can help one person, think about when that person sprouts and they can help somebody else and then that, it continues on. Each one, teach one. So that we can all have peace of mind, so that we can all have prosperity, so that we can all be protected by the Most High, so that we can all have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the Most High and prepare for what's ahead and not be scared to death like the majority of the masses who have calamity. Peace of mind is what you should have. That's what you should, that's what you deserve when you work for it. According to dictionary.com, peace of mind is a mental state of calmness or tranquility, a freedom from worrying, a freedom from anxiety. Only the most high can bless you and gift you with peace of mind. I'm telling you, nothing in Babylon is going to give you the true freedom of peace of mind. You know, people try their best to fake peace of mind. And it's obvious if somebody has it by the fruit of their labor, their actions, their words, how they how they conduct themselves. It's obvious who has it and who doesn't. The Most High is the only path to true, genuine peace of mind. Only path. So that is the feeling that I strive to share with those around me so that they can one day live a life full of peace of mind. When you live righteously, it's like it's like this weight is lifted off your shoulders. According to the Rolling Stone article entitled Unraveling of America, written by Wade Davis on August 6, 2020, only half of Americans report having meaningful face-to-face -face social interactions on a daily basis. So even back in last August, you had people basically practicing the social distance to the extreme, not getting outside, getting vitamin D, like literally the, listening to the wicked elites and slowly killing themselves. According to the article, the United S States of America consumes two thirds of the world's production of antidepressant drugs. Imagine that two thirds, 330 million people taking up two thirds, taking up 66% of the antidepressant drugs think about that for a second why is that because they have calamity according to the forbes article entitled the pandemic has caused an increase in anxiety stress depression and suicide written by jack jelly on august 18 2020 during a study between June 24th and June 30th, roughly 25% of young adults between the ages of 18 and 24 say that they've considered suicide because of the pandemic. About 30, 31% of the respondents said that they had symptoms of anxiety or depression. 26.3 reported trauma and stress-related disorders caused by the outbreak. Over 13% said that they have used alcohol, prescription, and or illegal drugs to deal with their pandemic-induced stress and anxiety. The amount of Americans reporting anxiety symptoms has tripled the number of this time last year. So this was back in 2020. So that's triple of what it was in 2019. 
According to the article, the CDC reported that 11% of adults surveyed had seriously considered suicide in the past 30 days. 11%. You know that they're underreporting that. It's, it's way more than 11%, especially now with where we are today at the end of January. According to the Suicide Facts and Figures article, United States 2020, on average, 132 Americans die each day by suicide. Which comes out to about 48,344 a year. Second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 34 and fourth leading cause of death for ages 35 to 54. 10.3% of Americans have thought about suicide. 54% of Americans have been affected by suicide. You know, it could be a brother, a relative. What does it matter? A relative, that person, a friend to that person. Oh, you know, that could be your partner. Your, that could be your, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or whatever. 90% of those who died by suicide had a diagnosable mental health condition at the time of their death. Think about that. That simply is, you know, they're going to tell you that you need a pill to fix yourself. That's just calamity from having no relationship with the Most High. And calamity comes in various forms. And it wreaks havoc on a person. Eventually breaks you down and wants you to give up. You know, at first it starts with depression. You know, after so much time of having calamity, you become depressed. Then after that, you try to cope. Then after that, it spirals out of control. I've seen it with my family. I've seen it with my friends. I've been there, done that. I get it. According to the NBC News article entitled, One in Six Americans Take Antidepressants, Other Psychiatric Drugs, study written by Maggie Fox on December 12, 2016. One in six Americans take some kind of psychiatric drug, mostly antidepressants, researchers reported. Most psychiatric drug use reported by adults was long-term, with 84.3% having filled three or more prescriptions in 2013, or indicating that they had started taking the drug during 2011 or earlier. And so we're talking about something about seven, eight years ago. So we already know that that's increased. It was just highlighting how one in six Americans take antidepressants. Now we know that's about probably one in five, one in four, one in three. You know, it's 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 really at a point where you got to wake up and get back to the most high during these times because nothing will save you. Nothing in Babylon will save you. Nothing in the system can save you. Only the most high can turn your life around. Only the most high can give you peace of mind and blessings and erase your stress and your worry and your tension and give you discernment, give you wisdom, knowledge and understanding. That's only comes from the most high. And I'll continue to strive to lead by example there, to show people, to be, to be there for people, to be supportive of people. Exodus chapter 20, verse two through six. I'm the most high, your God, who has taken you out of the land of Egypt from the house of slavery. 
Verse 3, you shall not recognize the gods of others in my presence. Verse 4, you shall not make, your, make, not make yourself a carved image nor any likeness of that which is in the heavens above or on the earth below or in the water beneath the earth. Verse 5, you shall not prostrate yourself to them nor worship them, for I am the Most High, your God, a jealous God, who visits the sins of fathers upon children to the third and fourth generations. For my enemies... Verse 6, but who shows kindness for thousands of generations to those who love me and observe my commandments. So we just read the first two commandments. First one is the belief in the Most High and the Most High only. No other gods, no Jesus, no Allah, no Buddha, no Muhammad, nothing. You're not your own God either. Let me remind you, you're not a God. People love to say that, oh, I'm my own God. I just got to look within. I just got to look within. It's just the third eye. It's just the chakras. You're just not understanding it. Just be one of Nate. Do people just talk so much stupid, stupid, stupid points? It's like, so if you're a God, you could just die. So you're going to tell me, okay, you might as well walk out in the middle of the freeway, get hit by a semi, and then you should be able to st stand up unscathed. You're so much a god, right? You built everything around us? You did that? Okay. I guess you're your own god, right? I didn't know somebody who's their own god has calamity. I didn't know they had depression. I didn't know that they needed antidepressants, alcohol, drugs, promiscuity. I didn't know that they needed to practice, practice escapism. I didn't know that gods had delusional psychosis. Huh. Interesting. You see, when you break this foolishness down, it just starts to become more and more obvious that people are lost, that people have calamity in large numbers, that people are suffering right now because of their own arrogance, because of their own pride, because of their own haughtiness. It's time to wake up, man. Time is of the essence, and... I'm not here to argue, to convince, to convert, to debate, to persuade. I'm here to share and warn and support. I have my own mission. I have my own life. I have my own path. And that's for the most high. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Most High has spoken. Children have I raised and exalted, but they have rebelled against me. Verse 3. An ox knows his owner, and a donkey his master's throw. But Israel does not know. My people does not comprehend. 
Verse 4, woe. They are a sinful nation, a people weighed down by iniquity, evil offspring, destructive children. They have forsaken the Most High. They have angered the Holy One of Israel and have turned their back to Him. I read verse 5. For what have you been smitten, since you continue to act perversely? Each head is smitten with sickness, each heart with infirmity. So when you study the Torah Tanakh, when you begin to understand the relationship that the Most High had to the to the children of Israel, the Israelites, you understand the importance of living by and obeying the laws, the statutes, the commandments, and the curses that come when you disobey these. And so even the children of Israel, when we continue to disobey, 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 forsake, forsake, forsake the Most High, time and time again, this is what the Most High described to us as, how we rebelled, how we forgot who was our salvation, and we became a sinful nation, full of iniquity and evil offspring and destructive, that we have forsaken and turned our back on the Most High. So the Most High cursed us with sickness, with infirmity of the heart. And look at where we are today. There's no difference. And this extends to the whole entire world, all of the nations. Because if the Israelites don't have it together and we don't have it right, everybody is going to be affected. Israelites were created to be the light to the nations, to teach the laws, the statutes, the commandments, to share righteousness. So when Israel doesn't get it right, when the children of Israel don't have it right, it's going to be a burden to everyone. And that's where we are today. That's why we have so much calamity all over the world. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 28. But calamity awaits rebels and sinners together, and those who forsake the Most High will perish. For But calamity awaits rebels and sinners together, and those who forsake the Most High will perish. And as I had mentioned, that's one of my most personal favorite verses from the book of Isaiah, and, and one of my personal favorite verses from the entire Torah, Tanakh, because it's straightforward when we know what the definition of calamity is. And we know that when you rebel against the Most High, when you sin against the Most High, and you forsake the Most High, you will perish. I'm seeing it left and right. You're seeing it all throughout Babylon. People dying at a young age. People being struck with disease, with mental illness. People's being struck with anger and confusion and hatred and jealousy and dishonesty. This calamity. Calamity comes in so many different forms. But when you have it, it's hard to get rid of it. Unless you go back to the Most High and you repent. See, the Most High hasn't shut his doors on everyone. We're still in the 11th hour. There's still time for people to get back to the Most High. But I'm telling you right now, you don't want to get cut off from the Most High to the point where... You are so blinded by your wickedness that you don't even know how to maneuver or adapt in Babylon. That's when you know it's over. I, I already can look at certain people and know it's, it's too late for them. I'm able to see that just by their actions, just by their words. That no matter how much 
proof you show them or insight or ways of thinking, they're not going to ever go back to the most high. Some people just I hate the most high, man. That's how they're built. So I, I avoid those people. I'm not, I don't hate no one, but there's certain people that I don't vibe with that I know the older I get, it's a curse onto me and a snare onto me to be hanging around certain energies. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 22. Withdraw from man who has breath in his nostrils, for what is he deemed worthy? So why are we continuing? I've asked this question time and time again. That's why I use this verse. That's why I always am constantly going back to the book of Isaiah, because Isaiah just puts his foot on the neck of the wicked and doesn't let go. One of my favorite books, one of the most righteous books. So it's like, why are you following man? How how are you getting any, any worthy direction in life for man if they're not telling you about the law, statutes, and the commandments? And even if somebody's teaching you law, statutes, and the commandments, they're saying the right person's going to tell you, learn from the most high, seek the most high. Don't seek me. Don't believe me. Don't just listen to everything I say and run with it. Go learn yourself. That's what I that's what I always tell people on this podcast because your walk is different than my walk with the most high. Your understanding and comprehension of the Torah Tanakh is going to be different than mine. So you need to seek the most high to be your teacher, not me. I'm not anyone's teacher. I'll never claim to be an elder or a teacher or a prophet or anything of that sort. I don't exalt myself. I don't take credit for the most high at all. So it's up to you as an adult to learn it yourself and gain that wisdom, knowledge and understanding from the most high Isaiah chapter 3 verse 9 through 12 their brazen continence testifies against them their sins like Sodom's speak out and do not withhold anything woe to their souls for they have brought evil upon themselves Tell each righteous man that it is good, for they shall eat the fruit of their deeds. Verse 11, But woe to the wicked person who does evil, for the recompense of his hands will be dealt to him. Verse 12, My people, their oppressors are mockers, and women dominate them. O my people, your leaders mislead you, and they have corrupted the direction of your ways. I love those passages because the most high had a way of using the prophets to speak the truth a way with words a way to hit home comparing the wickedness of the days of old to that of Sodom and Gomorrah when Sodom and Gomorrah was filled with vile and wickedness and perversion and greed and gluttony all types of abominations to the most high now look at today, you have homosexuality, you have feminism, you have perversion, your promiscuity, you have them pushing it on to your children. And next is pedophilia. I don't care what anybody says, that is next. It's next. It's already occurring. It's already been occurring, but that's going to be the next thing that they're going to say, oh, that's, you know, that's a mental illness and you shouldn't, you shouldn't discriminate against ped- pedophiles. I mean, they gave you the movie Cuties, didn't they? On Netflix, you had a bunch of 
I didn't even watch the movie, but all I had to do was hear about the synopsis of it. And I saw people defending it. I saw that wickedness, people defending a movie of a bunch of children twerking. You know how sick that is? The most High is teaching us that the righteous man will be good and shall eat the fruits of our deeds. So when you're doing the righteous work of the most high, you're good. You have nothing to worry about. I'm not sitting here worried in Babylon. I'm not sit here worried about what government's going to do to me because the most high is the master of spirits. The most high is not going to let anything wicked happen to me. As long as I'm following and obeying the laws, the statutes, the commandments, as long as I don't forsake righteousness, I'm, I'm good. I can't speak for you, but I know I'm good. Isaiah chapter 31, verse 2. But he is also wise, and he has brought calamity, and did not retract his words. He will rise up against the house of evildoers and against the assistance of those who commit sin. The Most High has brought calamity to the people, even in the days of old, even today and in the future. Whatever the Most High spoke is not going to be retracted. The Most High, even in the days of old, would rise up against the evildoers those of iniquity and destroy them and those who even supported them would be destroyed we already know that if the ruler is wicked the servants are wicked right we already know that from proverbs so this just makes it this just confirms it even more that if you are in support of babylon you already have calamity and you will be destroyed plain and simple Isaiah chapter 32, verse 17. The product of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quiet and security forever. I'll read it, verse 18. My people will live in a peaceful domain and in secure dwellings and in tranquil resting places. All praises to the Most High, man. The Most High doesn't want anything bad for us. Isaiah chapter 34, verse 2. For the Most High has a fury against all the nations and a wrath against all their legions. He has destroyed them. He will deliver them to the slaughter. What do you think we're in today? What days do you think we're in today with America not even able to control itself? This deteriorating day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. And the masses just want to ignore it. They want to pretend like what, what they see with their own two eyes isn't real. <laughs> that is, in and of itself, is true cognitive dissonance. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 7. I am the one who forms light and creates darkness, who makes peace and creates evil. I am the Most High, maker of all these. Think about that again. Creates The Most High creates light and darkness. The Most High makes peace and creates evil. 
So when wicked things happen to you, it's because you're living wickedly. When peaceful things happen to you, it's because you're living righteously. It's plain and simple. It's straightforward. I'm a testament for it. Don't believe me? Change the course of your life and see the blessing showered upon you. See the peace of mind that you were gifted. Just, just see it. Don't take my word for it. Go live your own life. I'm not here to convince no one, man. I'm just here to share and, and, and warn. That's what we're meant to do. That's what our purpose on this earth is to do. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 8 through 9. No, I'm going to read Ezekiel chapter 30, verse 12 first, actually. It's important. I will make the rivers dry and deliver the land into the hand of evil people. And I will make the land and all that fills it desolate by the hand of foreigners. I, the Most High, have spoken. So when you don't read the word of the Most High and you don't seek the Most High, you're not going to have the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to be multiple steps ahead and to prepare, to know who you're dealing with, to know that no such authority on this earth is righteous without the Most High. If it doesn't have the laws, the statutes, the commandment, if it doesn't have the light of the Torah to knock, it's not righteous. It's not of the Most High. It was given to the hand of the wicked. So you should know how to deal and maneuver accordingly. That's wisdom, that's knowledge, that's understanding. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 8 through 9. If I say of a wicked person, wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak up to warn the wicked one concerning his way, he is wicked and will die for his iniquity, but I will demand his blood from your hand. Verse 9. But you... If you did warn the wicked one concerning his way to repent from it, but he did not repent from his way, he will die for his iniquity, and you will have saved your soul. That's what righteous men and women of the Most High must do with our family, our friends. We must warn them of their wicked ways. If we don't, and we know something that they don't, and we cover it up from them, and they die, that blood is shed is on our hands. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 18 through 19. If a righteous person turns back from his righteousness and practices corruption, he shall die for his acts. Verse 19. And if a wicked person turns back from his wickedness and acts of justice and righteousness, he shall live for his acts. Did I not mention that the Most High is righteous? Most High is merciful. It's just, it's just what it needs to be. It's 100% fair. So when you play that victim mentality, oh, life's not fair, oh, this or that, you're, you're just mocking yourself. You're mocking the Most High. You don't know the Most High. You don't have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. When you are living righteously, you have blessings. You have protection. You have prosperity. You have peace of mind. When you're living wickedly, you have calamity and you have destruction. Plain and simple. 
So the Most High gives you an opportunity. If you woke up today, that's another opportunity to change your life. You either seek life through righteousness or you seek death through calamity and rebellion. There's no in between. So if a righteous person turns away, if I decide today to, to forsake the Torah, to forsake the Most High, to start living the way that people live in Babylon, masking myself up, getting a vaccine, I'm going to die. If I decide to stop sharing this wisdom, knowledge, and understanding the most I bless me with, I will die. I will perish, or at the very least, I'll be punished for it. But if somebody's living their whole life wickedly, and they finally decide to change, and look in the mirror, and live righteously, the most High is going to welcome you with open arms. So don't allow anyone to tell you that it's too late. It's too late when you're when you you've given your last breath that's for sure but if you woke up today the most high is blessing you with an opportunity the choice is yours hosea chapter 4 verse 6 my people has been eliminated for lack of knowledge for you have spurned knowledge and i will spurn you from serving me and as you have forgotten the torah of your god i too will forget your children even in the days of old when our ancestors forsook the Most High and went after other gods and believed this and believed that and lived wickedly, the Most High forsook, like he forsaked us just like we did. It's eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. We already were taught that. I already mentioned the Most High doesn't owe you or me anything. Anything. In fact, when you decide to live righteously, the Most High blesses you beyond measure. Most, what does the Most High really get out of that? When you live, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that the Most High owes you. It's just get the Most High is giving you free will, an option to seek righteousness and to seek a relationship with Him, or to seek the ways of Babylon and deal with the consequences of that. And people die from lack of knowledge. It's all around us. People masking up and cutting off their own oxygen supply. Not even using logic to think, hey, isn't that suffocation when I close the airwaves to my nose, my nostrils, and my mouth? And I'm breathing in my own carbon dioxide? Like, isn't that breaking down my... No. Well, Dr. Fauci told me that it's okay, right? Even though he told me that, you know, masks are ineffective at the beginning, now he's telling me I should mask. Even though they said things will go back to normal after they put a poison in my body through a vaccine... But now they're saying once I take the vaccine or if I already took the vaccine, I still need, need to wear a mask. I still need to social distance. Telling you the beginning of January that, oh, there's hope in the fall. They're just, just kicking the goalposts further down, further and further. So once summer comes or fall comes, they're going to be like, oh, well, there's hope. 2022. They're going to keep doing this to you and this is going to be permanent. This way of life is permanent. So are you going to die from lack of knowledge or are you going to seek knowledge and seek to change? Amos chapter 5 verse 14. Seek good and not evil so that you may live. In the Most High, God allegiance will indeed be with you as you said. I already know that. I already know the Most High is with me. I already know I have the light. I already know that the way that I'm living now versus what I used to live is night and day. I'm a testament to it. Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 through 6. 
Praiseworthy is a man who walked not in the counsel of the wicked, and stood not in the path of the sinful, and sat not in the session of scorners. Verse 2, But his desire is in the Torah of the Most High, and in his Torah he meditates day and night. Verse 3, He shall be like a tree deeply rooted alongside brooks of water, that yields its fruit in its season, and whose leaf never withers, and everything that he does will succeed. Verse 4, Not so the wicked, rather they are, like the chaff that the wind drives away. Verse 5, Therefore the wicked shall not be vindicated in judgment, nor the sinful in the assembly of the righteous. Verse 6, For the Most High attends the way of the righteous, while the wicked will perish. I mean, that's plain and simple. It's praiseworthy to those who walk with the Most High. And knowing that the Torah is your light and your protection. And it guides you. It gives you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding through the Most High. Because you begin to see how important and how powerful the Torah is once it's ignited with righteousness. It's not about the stories. The stories serve their purpose. They teach you lessons. But it's about the righteousness of the Most High. Searching for the Torah within the Torah. Like my brother Yalak says, that's what we need to do. Like my brother Edgar Mendex teaches. Like the brother Surf, only the creator teaches. Search for the Most High. Ask for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. When you have the Torah, when you meditate on it day and night, your wisdom will grow like a tree alongside a brook of water. Constantly be nourished by, by the Most High. But if you choose the path of wickedness, your memory is going to be distant. You're going to just be able to fall apart. You're going to wither away. You're not going to be remembered. Your existence would be pointless. Psalms chapter 9 verse 18. Or actually in Stu chapter 2 verse 12 first. Yearn for purity, lest he grow wrathful and your way be doomed. For in a brief moment, his anger will blaze. Praiseworthy are all who trust in him. Yearn for purity. So purity, we know, is through the law, statutes of the commandments. It's through seeking the Most High. Lest the Most High grow wrathful and your way be doomed. I mean, there's no other choice. You choose the Most High, you don't. You don't. Psalms chapter 7 verse 10 through 13 Let the evil of the wicked destroy them but you will sustain the righteous one for the searchers of hearts and minds is the righteous God Verse 11 My protection lies with the most high who saves the upright of heart Verse 12 The most high is a righteous judge and the most high is angered every day Verse 13 If one does not repent he will sharpen his sword he will he has bent his bow and aimed it evil of the wicked will destroy them warn them and if they don't want to change back up off that's all you got to do psalm chapter 7 verse 15 through 17 behold he conceives iniquity is pregnant with evil schemes but he gives birth to failure verse 16 he has d dug a pit and dug it deep only to fall into a trap of his making 
verse 17 his mischief will recoil upon his own head and upon his own skull with his violent will his violence descend so the the wicked are always full of ways to destroy you and yet we listen to them yet we we praise them yet yet we love them because of their wealth their power you know their popularity whatever it may be and these same people are constantly thinking of ways to destroy you, to bring you further away from the Most High. I mean, how silly, how foolish it is to follow anything like that or anyone like that. Psalm chapter 9, verse 18. The wicked will return to the depths of the grave, all the nations that forgot the Most High. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. Do not come to the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evildoers. Verse 15. Reject it. Do not pass on it. Revere away from it and pass on. Verse 16. For the wicked cannot sleep if they do not do evil. Their sleep will be robbed if they do not cause others to stumble. So even these ones in charge, even the wicked elites in charge, destroying everyone and brainwashing them, they have calamity because all they can do and all they can conceive is to do more evil. That's, that's it. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Pride precedes destruction and arrogance comes before failure. Plain and simple. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 12. If a ruler hearkens to falsehood, all his servants are wicked. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 18. For with much wisdom comes much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases pain. No one said that the, the walk on the narrow path of the righteous would be easy. But we must continue, we must continue on, because we do have peace of mind. Unlike the wicked who only have calamity. The choice is yours. warning to the wicked may the most high bring calamities strife and iniquities upon you to those who curse me my family and are aiming to retaliate against me for exposing them to those who hate the Most High and His righteous saints along with His creation. To those who trick or mock the Most High's righteous saints. To those who want to see me lose my career, my livelihood, my health, my finances, 
or even my life. May the Most High do unto you tenfold. May the Most High put a curse upon you and eradicate you and your entire family, seed, and lineage. May you no longer inhabit the earth. For the Most High speaks through me. I'm here to do his righteous work. Therefore, I will send a curse upon those who wish for my downfall. Peace and blessings to all of the righteous saints of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High, and to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High. And the Most High only. Shalom. Shalom.